0: With Hashem's assistance, we are learning Sotodaf Mem Aleph, page 41. We begin two lines from the Takk. We said, to the Kohen Gadol, so he gets to Sefer Torah, the the, the Torah scroll, and he reads from Acharemos, and he reads the chapter achba Asor. Or a Minhu, I'll ask you a Stira, a contradiction. So we said, how does he get to achba the second thing that he reads, he skips? What do you mean? We said in the B'raisa that you can skip around when it comes to nothing, but you can't skip around in the Torah. Rabbi says it's not a problem. It depends. If, you're, if, if the amount of time that it takes for the Turgamon to translate the previous pasuk that's all the time that it takes for you to get to the next section, then it's fine, you're allowed to skip. But otherwise, you're not allowed to, to, to do any kind of skipping. The Gemara asks, We learned on it, Navi We can skip around in in navi and the prophets, but we can't skip around in the Torah itself. Ad midalgin. How much are you allowed to in the navi? Only the amount of time that it takes for the turgamon to say his verse, and then you right away begin. Mechlal, so that that's talking about when by the prophets. Mikhlal the klal loy. We can deduce that when it comes to the Torah, so then you can't have any hepsik at all. Even if even if the Turgamon, the translator is translating, you still can't skip. so Bayes is kasha. It's not a problem. The problem is only when you're skipping around in two different concepts, but when you're skipping around to the same concept, that's fine. And we have a bride that proves this You're allowed to skip around in the Torah As long as you stick to one topic When it comes to the prophets however You can skip around to a different concept No matter what if you're skipping You have to make sure that you, that the skipping Does not take longer than it takes for the Turgamon The translator to translate the previous verse You can't go from one prophet to another I mean, You can only skip around in the same book However, when it comes to Tracer, which is 12 different books of the Prophets, they're short books, so there you're allowed to skip around from one book to the other. As long as you're not skipping from the end of the book all the way back to the beginning of the book. So now we continue with the two dots. So we said he places the Torah rolled up in his lap. So in the Mishnah we said that he says this whole long speech about how he's about to read something and you shouldn't think that it's missing from the Sefer Torah, but he's going to read it, but it's far away, so he's not going to roll the Torah to get to that spot. why does he have to say this? So that nobody thinks that there's something missing from this Sefer Torah that he just read from, and that no one should think that there's anything wrong that the Sefer Torah is puzzle. So he reads that by heart. So the Gemara asks, "Velichrei the sefer torah, why doesn't he just roll the Torah and read?" Amrav hunah bar yhudah amrav shesheh, Rav hunah says, "the name of shesheh says the fish ain' guidance sefer torah with We're not allowed to roll the sefer torah in public. This is a tircha de sibura, it's too much bother for the sevor the congregation to wait." why don't we bring a different sefer and read from that one? Rav hunah bar amar Rav Huna bar Yehuda says that no one should think that there's something wrong with the first Sefer Torah. Rav Shimon Rishlagish says that if you bring a second Sefer Torah, so you're going to have to say another bracha, and that's a problem. So now the Gemara asks, Are we afraid that we're going to think that the first Sefer Torah is not good? Rav Yitzchak Nafcha says. The first day of Teves, which is also chanakah and that falls out on Shabbos, maybe a Shalash they bring out three different Sefer Torahs. So one you read from chanakah I'm sorry, one you read the Parsha. And one you read from Rosh Chodesh. And one of them you read chanakah So what do we see? We see that you do indeed bring out another Sefer Torah, and we don't say that there's something wrong with the first Sefer Torah. It's like my answer, is Gavri, but Tos Sifri. Like a if you have three different people and three different books, so there's no problem. However, if one person is reading and all of a sudden he switches to a different book, so people will think there's something wrong with the first book, with the first avatar. Torah. So now the Gemara says, so We said that he says eight blessings, etc. So they say the blessing over the Torah Kedesh Mivarchen Mibesak Nases, just like they say the blessing in Shul in the synagogue, Allah Voda, and over the service, Alahida, for the thanks, Val Machilas Avon, and then we thank Hashem for forgiving us, Ked Tiknon. All these blessings are said as usual, Ah Miktash Bifnei Atzmai. So the Beis Hamikdash, the bracha over the Beis Hamikdash is said separately, Val Kohen Atzmon, and the blessing for the priest is said separately, Al Yisrael Atzmon. The blessing for the people of Israel is said separately, And the blessing of Jerusalem is said separately, as opposed to the first few brachas it seems that were said together. So the rest is a prayer. What does it mean? A supplication, a praise, and a request that the people of Israel need to be saved. And then we end off with, we say, who hears the prayers. Each person would go home and bring their Sefer Torah and, from from their house and bring it to the Beis Boy, And everyone would read from it. Why did they do this? To show the beautiful Sefer Torah in public. Because we have a concept where she says, we're supposed to make ourselves beautiful in front of Hashem with mitzvos." Masnis in the Mishnah. Parshas HaMelech Ketzad, how would they read, how would it go with the Parshas HaMelech, with the whole concept of the king saying his blessings, etc.? Moetzei and on the night after the first day of Yantif, the first day of the holiday of Sukkis, Bishmini, in the eighth year, right? The Gemara is going to actually have a Havamina to think that this is talking about the eighth day, but it's talking about the eighth year. But Moetzei Shviyas, after the seventh year, they make this large stand out of wood, Ba'azara, in the courtyard, and he sits on it. And the verse says, "Mikayes shavashanu b'mayid v'gaimer." The verse says, at the end of seven years, and Shnasa Shmita b'Chagas Sukkos. So, Chazan Haknesses naitol sevator. So, what happens? The Chazan, the Gabbai of the synagogue. So, he takes the sevator. And Neison Rish Haknesses, he gives it to the president of the synagogue in the Beit Hamikdash. Rish Haknesses Neison Laskan. So he gives it to the next guy, Vascan, nice another Cohen Gadol, and he gives it to the high priest, Cohen Gadol nice another Melech, and the high priest gives it to the king, Melech Amon Maccabeo. So he stands up, he receives it, the Karishaf, and he reads it sitting. And give us a King Agrippus, who was alive, he he was alive when the second base of Elisha was destroyed, So what he did was, he received it, and he stood up when he read it. And the sages, they praised him for this. When he got to the verse which says, that you're not allowed to make it for yourselves a king from a stranger, So his eyes would pour forth tears, because... Although he was Jewish, but he wasn't from the children of David, HaMelech, He was from Hordus, and uh, he was pashdasi. He was a very difficult uh, person to be the king because he, was, he came from a family of avodim, from slaves. His mother was Jewish, however. Agrippas They said to him, "Don't worry, Agrippas. You are our brother. You are our brother." The So you read from the beginning of the fifth book of the Torah, from Deuteronomy, ilahadvarim ad shema. You go until Shema, which is in Parsha's Veschanun, Ushema, Vahayoim Shamayah, Aser to Aser. You read each of these different partios, Kisechal la Aser, Parsha's Hamelech, Ubrachais, Uklolais. You read all these different uh, parts of the Torah, Asher Gomer, Parsha, until you finish each of those separate concepts. So the Gemara continues, the Mishnah continues, The blessings that the Kohen-Gadol, the high priest, would make. So the king also makes those blessings. But instead, since the Kohen-Gadol, he was, he was standing on Yom Kippur. So he said a blessing about Hashem forgiving the sins of the Jewish people. But the king here, he's standing on, on Yontif, on the festival. So he makes a blessing instead about the festival. So the Gemara now begins. Can it be that it's happening on the eighth day? It doesn't make sense. We just said that you go and do this whole thing the day after the first the night after the first day of Yantif. Aima Bishmines. it doesn't mean the eighth day but it rather means the eighth year. What do I need all of these for? It's Dika's In other words, in the verse, when you look at the verse it says Mikes the end of seven days, Mimaj, it's Bishmines. it says all the different things. It says the seventh year, it says the eighth year, it says sukis. What's going on? Why doesn't the Torah need to say so many times? Because E.D. Kazarachmanic Miketz, if it would have just said the end of the seventh, you might think that when you start counting seven from it, has nothing to do with Shemitah. It has to do with the, you know, when the Torah was given. You start counting seven cycles from, from when the Torah was given and even though that year when the Torah was given, it was not when the when the when Moshe Rabbeinu was speaking. He said these words. It was in the fortieth year of the midbar. It wasn't in the first year of the shemitah cycle. Didn't, that cycle didn't start till fourteen years later, fifteen years later. So, because of Rachmana shemitah, that's what the Torah says. It has to, it has to do with shemitah. Because of Rachmana shemitah, if it just said shemitah, shemitah, you might think it's at the end of the shemitah year. So, because Rachmana b'moyed, that's why it says at the beginning, meaning at the and the. The moed, which means the holiday, which is the beginning of the year. So we because of Rachmanah moed Hava a meaning me reshata. You might think it goes from Rosh Hashanah, because Rachmanah bechagas suko says what the verse said suko. Is because of Rachmanah bechagas just said that have a meaning yom tava achor. You might think that it goes all the way to the last day. So because of Rachmanah beveikol Yisrael, when the Jews come, we turn the page 41b. Me to the moed means from the beginning of the holiday we said that the Chazan he takes it and he gives it to the head of the synagogue of the of the Besam mina. we hear from here that we do give honor to a student in the place of his rebbe even though the rebbe is there Amar Baye no Bayez says like this this is all to give honor to the king that we're slowly rising in stages just like we said by the Kohen Gadol the king stands up and he receives the akhd. He he sits down when he reads it. However, Agrippus when he would get it, so he would stand up. made so we said in regards to every other king that he can do it standing. So we can deduce that beforehand he was sitting. Behold, Mar said that the only people who are allowed to sit in the Azar, which is where we said this whole thing is happening, is only the kings that come from the from the house of David. The so we see only David was allowed to sit in the Azara. So the Gemara answers, Just like G-d says elsewhere that I was talking about Ezra's Nashim. So to over here, when we say the Azara, it doesn't actually mean the actual sanctuary itself, but rather it's the area where the women would sit, or the women would go. So the... the Sages they praised Agrippas Shavchuhu, so they praised the the of it. That would imply that he did something right. Did Ravashi said that even according to the one who says that a president who gives up, gives up on his honor, he's allowed to do that. A king does not have the right to give up his honor. So why is he Why is he standing up? He should be sitting. As the verse says, you shall place upon yourself a king. That uh, his fear should be upon you, so therefore you're not allowed to. He's not allowed to give up on his honor. So our answer is mitzvah shani. It's different when it comes to a mitzvah because if the king is going to give honor to the mitzvah by standing instead of sitting, so he's allowed to give up on his honor. says, <laughs> When Agrippa says he was reading, he got up to this verse which says you're not allowed to place upon yourselves a stranger. So he started crying. Tanamish made Rabbi Nasan. That we learned the name of Rabbi Kalaya Heaven forbids, says Rabbi Nassim. at that time that the people of Israel, who we refer to euphemistically as the enemies of the people of Israel, so they became liable for destruction, because they flattered Agrippas. Rishim Ben-Khalafta says, From the day that the fist of flattery became strong, so the dinim, the judgments have become bent and the actions have become evil so what does this mean? this means because since everyone's going and everyone's going to do flattery so no one's acting honestly anymore so judges can't judge properly because they're always being flattered and whenever someone does something wrong, so the chachamim, the scholars, don't feel like they have the right to say anything, so they're flattering without saying anything. So therefore, everyone's doing things wrong, and they're not getting corrected. A person can can no longer say that I am greater than you, because everyone is not so great from the West, said as follows, those who say, that it was, you're allowed to flatter, the evil ones in this world, the verse says, the evil one, will no longer be called, a generous person, someone who's causing destruction, will no longer be told, that he is a savior, we can deduce, that it's only when we get to, that that won't be happening anymore, but in this world, you still can call them that, in other words, you can flatter someone who is a Russia. And I would imagine that this has to do with the fact that perhaps this rasha is going to kill you or something bad is going to come out if you don't give him the proper respect. Rebbe Shimei lakish learns it out from here. Yaakov havinu, he said to Esau, he said, when I saw you, it's like seeing Hashem's face. So what do we see from there? We see that uh, you, can, you can say to a Russia to an evil person, you can flatter him and this is an argument. This statement of Rashi Lakish is arguing under Rabbi Levi, the Levi, because he said, "Mashal shel Yaakov of l'mah What is this comparable to? This that Yaakov said to Esav, of? To someone who invited his friend, and he sees, "Oh my gosh, this guy wants to kill me." So he says to him, "Wow, this food is as delicious as the food that I ate in the king's house." So when the guy who's coming to kill him hears that he knows the king, so he's not going to kill him, because he knows if he kills this guy, the king's going to come after him. So that's the same thing. That's what Yaakov Avinu meant. He wasn't coming to praise, to give, to flatter, to give false flattery to to Esau, but rather what he was saying was, Listen, I know what God looks like. You look as beautiful as God, but uh, don't mess with me. Lazar called Adam Sheish by Chanufa, Mevi Afal Elam. Rabbi Lazar says, whoever does flattery, so he brings anger to the world. Shneemar, as the verse says, Whoever flatters the hearts, so he's going to bring anger. It's not only that, but no one's going to hear his prayers. Shneemar, as the verse says, I will not listen to them, for I will give them difficulties. So that's a way to remember the following Gemara. Says, any person that does flattery so even a fetus inside of the mother 's belly curses himshis the verses someone who says to an evil person you're righteous so the they will curse him nations they will curse him nations also it's a 's a second way of saying it we find the word cove means to curseshinemars the verses like kava ke'el. What can I curse that God is not cursed? That's Bilam talking. We find that the word La'im is used in reference to fetuses. As the verse says, this is the this is what uh, the Tamar Chacham was saying to Rivka about her children that were jumping around inside of her. They were so he said that the fetus, one fetus, will overcome the other fetus. So we see that a fetus even curses out somebody who sh- who shows flattery. Anyone who engages in flattery, nefil <laughs> B'Gahannim, goes to hell, Shnaimar as <laughs> the verse says, <laughs> those who say to the evil ones that they're good, <laughs> the good ones that they're bad, <laughs> etc. <cetera. laughs> what does it say after that? <laughs> Just as the straw is consumed by a tongue of fire, <laughs> and the thin straw will be weakened by fire. So thus we see that somebody who says flattery, so he is consumed by fire like the fires of Gehenna of hell. We'll continue from here in the next Daily Daff.